Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. Hello, and this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman bringing you an evening episode of Technology Expresso. And we hope to talk to a good friend of ours, Jose. We haven't had him on the show in a while. And I hope if he's on the line, just press one, and we would love to open up your mic, and, and we're going to be interviewing him this evening. We want to talk about the state of STEM and technology for the Latino community. So I'm hoping that he will join me shortly, but in the meantime, I want to share a little bit with you about the organization known as LISTA. It's Latinos Information Science and Technology Association. Um, that's how when we first met, which was through a mutual event with BDPA here in Atlanta, we had the opportunity to meet Jose and have had a long uh, friendship. We run into each other a couple of times every year at various events. Let me tell you a little bit about LISA. Um, the organization's mission is to empower Latino technology and scientific engagement, broaden awareness of the impact of Latinos, and having uh, making sure that there's a sector and representing them overall and their interest in the digital information age. So with that, what I'm looking to do is hopefully have Jose here join us and us have a conversation and a dialogue because there's a lot going on in the news, in the media that affects all minorities. So, Jose, if you are with us on the line, you can hear me, go ahead and press 1, and we'll make sure that your mic gets turned on and we can have a, a great conversation here. And while Jose is queuing up to, to join us here, I also want to let you know about some upcoming events and opportunities. In particular, I want to let you know about BDPA Connect. If you go to bdpaconnect.org, I'm sorry, .net, <laughs> if you go to bdpaconnect.net, there is an upcoming virtual career fair that is being co-hosted by BDPA and ProDevNet. You can go ahead and upload your resume now, and employers can start looking at it um, and queuing up the people that they are going to interview during the live career fair. They'll do it virtually via video conferencing and teleconferencing. So when you go to bdpaconnect.net, you will see that the event is in March 
But the sooner you upload your resume, the more employers can look and view your resume and connect you with the job opportunities they have available. Those of you who are familiar with ProDevNet or Professional Diversity Network, it's an organization that BDPA has been partnered with for many years, and they are the ones who host the National Career Fair at our conferences. But now through BDPA Connect, they're offering virtual career fairs so that you, don't, that you have more opportunities throughout the year to connect with employers who are looking for diverse candidates. So now, so I wanted to give you that kind of public service announcement as we queue up. And it looks like our guest may be right here on the line. So let me open up his mic. Is that Jose? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's Jose Marquez. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm late. very happy to be here, and I thank you both for having me on the air. So how are you guys Absolutely. doing today? We are doing good. I'm going to start us off on this interview, and, and David hopefully will be joining in with us shortly, but I know he's also listening. You know, he has that little commute that he has to do, so uh, hopefully he'll be transitioning and joining us. But in the meantime, I know you and I are going to have a great catch-up and conversation. <laughs> That sounds like a plan. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's been a while. I went back in the archives and, and pulled up one of our, our first uh, episodes where we interviewed you, and so glad that we've stayed connected and looking forward to really hearing, you know, what happened in the past year. I know we passed each other at a couple of events in 2016, but you know, with everything that happened uh, between 2016-2017, it's almost a blur. But why don't you, can we step back a little bit and, first of all, actually educate my audience a little bit and bring them up to date on what is LISTA and technology or, or tech Latino? Well, Tech Latino and Latinos in Information Sciences and Technology Association is the name of the organization since we founded it 20 years ago. So we, you know, with the times we've changed our name, um, I think that it's a great name now to have, plus it's easier to say than Latinos in Information Sciences and Technology Association. We just said, hey, we're Tech Latino, and that pretty much sums it. It pretty much sums it up. So our organization, you know, for the last 20 years has been – at the forefront of making sure that the Hispanic community and the Latino community are engaged in, in the tools of technology and growing that group of people who have been so behind when it comes to broadband, when it came to having even computers. You know, where now we're over-indexing at 75%, you know, of having – technologies in our pocket. You know, now people are walking around with computers in their hands. So, you know, that's a great thing, but it's been it's been quite a struggle because of the of the lack of let's say it was a sink or swim thing with the Hispanic community when it came to technology. Um when it came to the companies back in those days, they didn't care whether we did or we didn't get on because they already had our, our calling money. You know, we were great consumers. Our goal was to make sure that we had more people producing, 
more people in corporate America. I didn't want to be one of the few Hispanics that every time I went to a, uh, a conference that they would take me, they would parade me around and say, oh, this is our Latino guy. And, you know, it was fun for, you know, for that time. But after a while, it got pretty, you know, like, Number one, it got lonely. Number <laughs> number two, what it did was it made me feel like going out there and finding more Latinos because how come there's no more other Latinos there? Well, there was, but they were all scattered across the country, and it was far and few between. So I got very lucky to be in this industry. Um, so, you know, I, I, I knew I had to give it back to our community to make sure that they um, got as far as they could and do as much as they can. And we've come a long way uh, where we never had anybody beyond, you know, maybe sales director. Now we have, you know, corporate managers. We have um, CEOs, CIOs, MIS directors, directors of, of, of technology, CTOs at the, at the government level where, you know, 20 years ago they would have said, huh? You kidding me? Let a, let a Latino break something in my business? Oh my God! But guess what? They're letting us break things now, and not only are we breaking it, but we're really doing good stuff. Like you know, Guillermo Diaz is the CIO of of um, of Cisco, and we also have people like um, Ralph De La Vega, Tadeo Sorroyo from AT and T. We've got you know, a someone at Sprint called um, Marcelo Clure, who, to tell you the truth, nobody knew him before this organization came to play, and now he's the CEO of Sprint. So you know, you know, and like that, I could drop names galore because almost every organization and almost every person that's come through this organization has gone to further their career and build that career. Um, which was very much necessary. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, and, you know, kudos to your organization, first of all, for the longevity, 20 years, and even being in that space and, and for you having the foresight to say, look, like you said, even though we're scattered about bringing together, there's so much about, you know, bringing everyone together, having those conversations, and being able to demonstrate that, it's not just the exception that, you know, that there are plenty of talent within the, the community. And, you know, on the heels of the movie like Hidden Figures, I think a lot of us exactly. relate because we get in circles where people say, well, there aren't minorities in IT or, you know, and we're like, here we are. You know, we're not invisible. <laughs> we're right here. And so sometimes you got to give those numbers and, like you said, do a couple of name dropping let people recognize, and, and it's so important for the yeah, You know, well. I, I actually cried at that movie, you know, because, um, and I say it, and I say it, I don't have no shame to that. Um, I literally had, I had crying, and my daughter was crying, because we saw how much we wanted to be part of this and how strong we were, and we had to work harder. We were discriminated against, and that's something that, you know, we didn't really think about because all we wanted to do was just do a good job back in those days. And and if it happened in the 60s, it happened in the 70s, the 80s, and it continues in the 90s, and guess what? They're still doing this stuff, but now they do it in a different way. Um, something that we spoke about last time was the the actual 
Gonzalez and Rodriguez rule. If uh, if your name is Gonzalez and Rodriguez, you get circular filed the moment you get that application. So some of these organizations are trying to do a good job. The Intel's, the uh, the Facebooks, the Twitters, they're trying to do these. They're trying to get more of us in. But the thing is, is that they're going about it in the wrong way. They think that they know diversity and inclusion, but they, what they know is technology. And they're putting technology into the mindset of let's grow this ourselves. And what's going on is that there, there are times that you say to yourself, well, that's a great idea. But why reinvent the wheel when you have organizations like BDPA, Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, um, MAES, Mexican-American Society of, of uh, Professionals, they call themselves now, um, technology professionals, they call themselves now, I think, uh, experts in STEM or something like that. Um, but these organizations have been doing this for years. You know, you know, why not engage those organizations and bring it to light? And, and, you know, some of them are and some of them aren't. Very few of them are doing what we feel are going to be able to make. Here's the deal. With everything that's going on with Donald Trump right now, we are losing technologists that have come to the United States through the, um, the visa program. So what's happening even at the bigger level is companies like Google, they're losing people by the hundreds going back to India, going back to China. So what's going to happen to our corporates that are technologically driven? We're going to have either we're going to have people that are going to be able to sit in those spaces and the hiring has to change at tech companies or you know, a lot of these tech companies are going to hit the, you know, hit hit rock bottom because, you know, they don't have, we don't have enough technology professionals in the United States to be able to cover that. So, and then hold and don't forget, the baby boomers are retiring. That's another twenty thousand jobs that are, we're losing for the next ten years. You know, every week twenty thousand people retire in the United States. Who are going to fill those seats? Who are going to fill get those opportunities if it isn't the youngest or the youngest and the second youngest communities in the country, which is the African-American and the Latino community? So we have, to, we have to engage because guess what? The government's not going to do it for us. You know, right now, the way I'm seeing things, I'm seeing things very dismal. I'm trying to be a good trooper. I'm trying to, to be positive, but... The more I see of the way they are treating everybody, do you know that there's not one Latino in the cabinet? This hasn't happened since mm-hmm. Lyndon Baines Johnson's time. Yeah. Now, you tell yeah. me, if there's no one at the top talking about what our problems are, guess what? No one's going to talk about it. So right. we have no Latinos in the cabinet. We have very few Latinos in Congress. We got very few Latinos in state state. Uh, legislation. We've got very few Hispanic mayors and governors, if, if any. I mean, we've got maybe one Hispanic mayor, I think, and one Hispanic governor in, in, San, uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But think about that. If there's nobody at the top talking about our problems, 
Who's going to talk about it? Me? Who's going to listen to it? <laughs> so, so, so that's where we're at right now, in a bad situation, and we need to make sure that our community does not fall behind. Because if it's up to everybody else, what we need to do is make sure that everybody that's coming out of the military, everybody that's coming, you know, out of, you know, who's, who's worked, who's not working or who's got a mis- dismal job, that they get trained, that they turn into Java programmers and .NET programmers so that way they could come in at a fifty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 job, you know, because what we need to do is take these blue-collar workers and turn them into new-collar workers because guess what? Those jobs that you were doing 10, 15 years ago, they're not coming back. Donald Trump lied straight up and down. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring back all these jobs. Look, we don't manufacture. We don't do it. We do technology in this country. And unless everybody gets on board, we're going to be falling behind. So I refuse to let the Hispanic community, you know, there's 53 million of us, 54 million of us. I ain't going to let that happen. By no way, shape, or form, I'm going to try to educate as many as I can and make sure that they know what they need to be, where they need to be, in order to make great decisions for themselves. And this is not just for the Latino community. This is for the African-American community. This is for whoever. I mean, we... We'll take whatever, whoever comes to my training center. You want to learn how to do .NET and Java? I will hire you on the spot and put you to take training, and then we'll find you some work. Exactly. Because that's what we need. We all need work. And, and you know, the the interesting thing, you know, that it it is, it's it's a little bit frustrating and scary and and nerve-wracking probably the, the last, you know, 60 days or so. Um, and, and, and all of the minority communities, you know, now we have a common thread no matter, no, no matter what. Um, and so one of the things, and, and you kind of said this as well, is that, you know, we could take a pause too and look and say, okay, well, this is the opportunity that makes sure, like you said, you have the education and the skill set, and then there's going to come a point where these companies realize that I need that skill set. I don't care what color, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is because, you know, a good programmer, a good developer, a good, you know, project manager or business analyst or architect, whatever it is, if you've got that latest and greatest skill and we already, you know, I, I chuckled a little bit because they've already been quoting that we've got about 400,000 jobs open in the IT industry and in, in STEM in general. And, you know, I, you know, Intel announced that they were going to bring some jobs uh, to the U.S. And I was like, okay, well, add it to the stack because we still, you know, in IT it's a little bit different in other industries. And you kind of pointed this out. You know, we talked about bringing jobs back to the U.S. The jobs that, that are going to be needed are the ones that are going to keep all of these um, machines that we created and technology that we've created and become dependent on. That's the type of jobs that are going to come back. It's not going to come back in the form of opening up those those factories, like you said. So, you know, there's there's really yeah, a, a and, way and to here's, call here's it a call thing. You just you just mentioned something that's really really huge. We were talking the other day. We had a um, a meeting at the there's a uh, 
high-tech training um, facility that's happening here and all the other high-tech jobs that are coming. You know, the, the, the Georgia Development Group is doing a great job. They're bringing in businesses, NEC and, you know, Kia and Porsche. Pretty soon, all those those companies are going to be – I mean, if you see Kia, you can eat off the floor. It's so clean. So you've got to really get into that there's going to be different forms of technology that are going to be – you know, we're going to need to start to shape our community in. And and these these jobs keep coming to Atlanta where there's 20,000, maybe 30,000 jobs that will be here in the next year. I don't know if we're prepared for it. You know, we're, they're talking about pipeline, but pipeline can be three years, two years. What's going to happen in the meantime? In the meantime, they're going to bring in people from other countries, from other places who are here legally to be able to work in a in a in a right to work state. So, you know, I'm very blessed that I'm sitting in this pa- in this uh committee, the governor's committee that is making these things happen and they're looking for for people with ideas that can come and and um and and talk to them because they're pretty much they got their hands up in the air too. What do we do? And and that's the thing is that we have to educate our community. We have to get those – we used to have such a great system in public schools when public schools – and look, there's people that are going to go to college and there's people who are going to go into trades, and if they don't want to go to college, well, then give them an opportunity to go into a school that will give you oh, printing, mechanics. You know, in New York we had aviation, right, which was for for for, for – flying and for mechanics for flying. And kids were going to aviation. To get into aviation, you had to be smart. Bronx Science, you know, another school, which in order to get into that school, you had to be super smart. But there were kids coming in in there, Hispanic kids and African-American kids that were going to these schools, you know, because not everybody's cut to go to college. So let's, let's, let's say you know how to program I know programmers that have never gone to college that are making more than $150,000 a year. And guess what? They're happy. Absolutely. So, so why don't we just adopt that form again? And we mentioned it again. I said, I, you know, there was a time when, when people wanted to be printers. You know, we don't need printers anymore like before. You know, I mean, there's still big former printers, the ones that do the signs and all that other great stuff. But, Printers, you know, there was printing in New York. There was, you know, just the, the science courses. You know, it, it was it was really very very focused on the trades. You know, you wanted to be a newspaper publisher. Guess what? You went to school for publishing. You wanted to dance. You went to school for dancing, acting, and all that. And you've seen the show Fame. That wasn't a that wasn't no no script that came out of uh, out of New York. That's a real school on 46th Street that used to exist there. But when the, I don't know, the geniuses who were running our country said, well, we're not going to have any more trade schools and put everybody in that road, then what happened to those, those, those kids that didn't necessarily want to go to school? So we believe that the best thing, we, like President Obama said, we don't care where the person comes from 
whether they come from MIT or they come from DeVry or General Assembly. As long as they know how to code and we can get them a job, that's the most important thing. But they're the best of the best. Exactly. And some of these kids are coming exactly. out there with some serious skills. Exactly. And, and, and you know, along that, that line, like you said, it's the whole mindset. And sometimes, you know, um, our, our communities can be slow to make that shift. And unfortunately, you know, the way technology is and, and now, you know, with the, the recent things that have happened with the election and that type of thing, sometimes people are going to have to, you know, kind of put some pep in their steps because things are changing every day. I mean, you know, you, you can just tell by the, the news reports. And, you know, one of the things is understanding and realizing that that traditional route or there being, like you said, the uh, trade school is long gone, but what has replaced it, and this may sound, you know, uh, watered down, but Yahoo and Google, there is so much information. Like you said, people are self, you know, teaching themselves. And when you have the skills and, and can show your portfolio of work and even in some cases hang up your sign and, and become a freelancer and do the work, then people can't deny good work, good code, you know, code that's resulting in solutions, they'll eat you up. And so, you know, that's what's, what's really interesting is um, now looking maybe for some of those unconventional, um, you know, we're, we're disrupting education the way it, it was. And in a way, it's a good thing, but do you think that the community is quite understanding that there's more power and information available, and a lot of it is even from a starting position, is that they're just not aware of? Is, is, is part of that message not getting to the right people? Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's totally some of the problem that we have is, is that most of these um, opportunities and, you know, are buried in books. You know, and, and according to Conrad uh, uh, Cornell West, they say they bury things in books in order for us not to to read them because we don't really read. Um, we need to start to read more. We need to start to 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 read the newspaper. You know, we need to get away from from being on our phones all day where they're feeding us news that is totally you know may not be the most truth of the truth. I mean, you know, now we, we got alternative facts, you know. So I I think that what we have to do is we have to, to be able to find the information and bring it to our community. I mean, what you guys do is crucial because, listen, if it wasn't for organizations like yours and and there would be nothing being done on the radio about technology and things like that. So we need to make sure that more like you are happening that are getting that, that, that information out to our communities because our communities are starving for information. The information that they're being fed, you know, Channel 47, Channel, you know, Telemundo and Univision, really? You know, you can't really get anything you know, of value. Now, I take that back, though, because Univision just recently has been doing a lot of work to educate the students, and they came up with a 3D platform. Um, actually, it's a virtual reality. You put it on, and it's talking about everything that's happening. So they shot nine different movies talking about the issues at hand, uh, with with the um, immigration issue, 
and it's on, you know, you could go to Univision online, download it to your, to your phone, and then watch it in virtual reality and actually feel yourself in that. So, so there are companies that are trying to do the right thing and trying to, you know, drive people into new, newer technologies and adopting different ways. The thing is, again, it's a matter of the people that are in power to really want to get us that information. And honestly, they'll give us what we need as much as we can, but they won't tell, tell us everything. You know exactly, exactly, and, and you know when when you know organizations do put forth the effort, like you said, to to provide these type of programs, um, and 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 I think Hidden Figures once again is is a great example where the community came out and supported the film and showed that you know everything doesn't just have to be you know there's just light entertainment so to speak that we can yeah. you know touch upon some meaty historical topics that, you know, that had been hidden, and, and yet people ate that movie up. And um, that's the thing, that when those type of opportunities do come up, we have to, in a way, vote by viewing and buying and supporting and, and being there day one and saying, yeah, this is what we've been waiting for. Yes, we will spend our dollars um, to support this type of quality programming. And, and you know, I think I, I hope, you know, and that's one of the bright spots, I would say, of 2017, the, the trend with hidden figures, just to see that keep going and, and that spark, you know, that awakening. And, and that, you know, is, is so important. I, I know something that you've probably been preaching over the, the 20 years, but if people don't see examples and, and people that look like them, so much gets lost in, in generations. And so it's like been a huge awakening or, you know, I, I can see it in the, the young people, um, boys and girls, that, yeah, we were there. Not only were we there, and we can be there again, you know, um, and, and, you know, we are a major contributor. So, I, I you know, Hidden Figures has done so much, and, and I really want to keep that momentum. And as you said, you, you really felt that movie as well. Oh no, absolutely, and there and there are other movies such as Spare Parts and, and 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 but the thing you're right. I mean, we we actually was talking to to the committee about what we should do. You know, we've got all these films coming in and all these major actors that our kids look up to, like the guys, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and some of the guys from Marvel. They're coming in here shooting in our communities, and they're not leaving anything except money. Um, why don't we ask these guys to make public service announcements? Why don't we? Why doesn't Georgia ask them to to shoot something and show more technology in it? Because we've got that power. We've got the power to tell them, hey, look, we want it. We want you guys to not only, you know, it's great to have to shoot them up and, and everything, but you know, we've got companies like, um, I mean, Vin Diesel was right down the block from me in my office. You say to yourself, okay, why are these guys not being asked to be um, spokesmen for technology and telling these young people, hey, here it is. This is this is where you guys look. Case in point, do you know that LeBron James, um, the other young man from from uh, California, 
shooter. Um, that this kid is unbelievable. I forgot his name right now. But do you know that Mark Zuckerberg made more money than LeBron James for the last 10 years? Wow. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody knows that. You right. Know, Stephen Curry combined. Okay. So if, if basketball and, and, um, and football is so sexy. Why don't we make technology sexy where anyone who has two fingers in front of them can sit down at a computer and learn how to use a computer as a producer instead of a consumer? We can't be digitally picking all day long. You know? I mean, that's that's the truth. I mean, that's really the truth. We need to make sure we send clear messages to the Latino community and the African community as far as when it comes to technology that we are in it and we can really do this job probably better because if you notice, everything that we do, we do better. We have a better work ethic. We don't leave at 5 o'clock. We, we, we leave when the job is done. Exactly. No, I totally, totally agree. And, you know, just going back around again, you created, Lista, and I know that you guys have uh, over the years continued to put forth this agenda. And I think that, you know, there's, there's a sense of urgency in 2017. So why don't we talk about the 2017 and, and some of the, the programs and, and some of the things that you all are going to be doing so that and to kind of uh, convey to the audience, okay, how do they connect? If you're already in technology, um, how do you help and contribute and be a part of the solution and the change? And if not, and they're hearing this and something in them um, inspires them, and they need to get themselves in a place where they can get to these resources, how do they, they connect and, and in what way do they connect with your organization? Well, what we got to do first is is, is come together. We need to meet each other. We need to start to come to meetings together. Uh, April 22nd, no, I'm sorry, April 25th and 26th, we'll be holding a career fair in at the gathering spot downtown right across the street from Georgia Tech um, to be able to bring awareness, first of all, and second of all, find some people some jobs, you know. So if you're out there and you're a tech or you know how to write code or you are cybersecurity or you're, you know, anything in technology, you know, come in and meet the, the companies that are going to be there. You know, we're going to have companies such as AT&T, Verizon. Um, we will have Prudential's tech team out there looking for, for employees. They're looking for employees all across the country. Um, and if they don't have work in Atlanta, well, hey, man, it's time to – to get out of your comfort zone and, 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 and go find a job somewhere else in a different city. You never know what horizons may happen. So, so yeah, I mean, we have our, our career fair going on. We also have a, a great bunch of speakers coming in. We have our Emerging Technology Leadership Summit the day after, where we will have a CEO, CIO um, panel talking about technology trends, where to con- concentrate our studies, We'll also have a um, workshop on 
the polls, you know, one of the things that, that happened while we were were all in, in this whole um, election process that we were believing the polls, where, where did the polls fail us? Because the polls failed us. Oh, it's, oh man, the poll says that, you know, Bernie's going to win or Hillary's going to win. No, oh, forget about Donald Trump. Nobody really, Donald Trump's like, look at where we're at. Right. So we're going to find out from some of the people that are have that are posters, they're going to come in and they're going to talk to us about where we went wrong and what we need to do to not make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, then we have um, from 5G, we're going to be talking about 5G. We're going to be talking about cybersecurity. We're going to be talking about how to brand yourself, uh, how to use, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for for opportunities in your for yourself as a as a business and as a personal person uh, looking for opportunity. Um, so we're it's going to be a, a quite an event, and it's going to be you know there. It's you know we spend so much money on other things that are completely uh, not other than dinner. You know that are not necessary. We got the latest phones. We got the latest this. We got the latest gadget. But we only invest in ourselves, and investing in yourself is probably the most important piece of the puzzle. We need to start to invest in ourselves, going and taking training and spending the money that we would take workshops, you know, learn, find out what's what's the latest and greatest, and then go out and learn somewhere so that that way you can be prepared for these opportunities that are coming your way. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the other part to this, because there's many facets, of course, is, is that it's sometimes tricky for parents who aren't technical and, and you know, born mm-hmm. in an era, mm-hmm. you know, we say now this new, uh, you know, XYZ generation, they're born with um, tablets in their hand. You, the, the tablet right, is a new babysitter. Right. I see it all the time at the market. Um, and, and, but you have parents. The kids nowadays are digital uh, natives. Well, we are still digital immigrants. Right, right. And then, you know, you talk to parents and you're trying to get them to steer the kids towards STEM, and, and they need mm-hmm. to even be educated. So there's kind of like a Parent STEM 101 class to get them in there. And, and that's some of what, like you said, we try to do with Technology Expresso is if you just, you know, just dial in and just pick up a, a, a term here or there or a concept here or there and just get to find out the date and the place that these events are. And the more you listen and not be intimidated that, you, you know, everybody thinks that every geek and every nerd was born that way. No. We picked up and learned, and, and you know, we're it immersed ourselves into it. But it just getting there and, and not being avoiding it or shying away from it, you know, get the exposure so that at least you're getting the kids there and making sure that they're being exposed and, and getting mentors and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, there's a whole conversation with parenting about getting the kids ready for you know, a future that these parents can't even necessarily conceive, you know, from, from the time exactly. of how they grew up. So I think that there's a, there's a big agenda there even with parents there's and There's a huge and kids. agenda there. That's another thing that we brought up the other day at, at the committee hearing uh, meeting that we had was 
hey, look, we have to talk to the parents. We, you know, you're talking about pipeline. You don't got no pipeline without that mother, you know, because the mother's mm-hmm. the one that we have to I- instruct and tell her, hey, look, this is going to be great for your kid because that, that's all mothers want. I sat down with a mother today. That lady was like, all I want is my son to succeed. What do you recommend? You know, what he should, where should he be studying? What should he be doing? You know, he needs to get around people like us. And he and you need to get around people like that because you never know. This might be a second career for you, Mom. You know, this might be something that, that you never even thought about doing, but you you know how to you, you learn how to code. And guess what? You learn how to do Ruby on Rails and now you know how to design websites and uh oh, wow, I could do websites for the people in my community. And fifty, sixty uh websites later, <laughs> you have a business. So I've seen I've seen that happen to so many people that they never even thought that they would have a business in technology, especially women. Women right now are even you know if the United States numbers are real, and the companies that from Silicon Valley's numbers are real, then four percent of the population is in technology, and for, that's the Hispanic community. And then if we look at women, it's even less. And if we're looking at positions of of leadership, leadership positions, that's less than even women in in uh, in technology. And you know, I I think that you know there's there's a lot of women out there that I know that could do phenomenally as 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 program managers and and so on and so forth today. Today I, I met a new director of program uh, program management at what is the name of the company? Oh, at uh, Skype. Okay. Okay. Real wow. interesting. This young lady, smart as a whip. Okay, and and but she's telling me, Jose, I don't know if I'm going. I'm going to go. I can go any higher in my business in this company. Mm-hmm. I said, no, 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 stay there. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> because we need to have someone there. But um, but she's saying that she's looking for something new because the company doesn't hire from within. There's most of the stuff from outside, and that's not good either. So that's, a, that's another situation that we have to figure out. But, you know, little by little, we're learning. We're picking up more. We're trying to get more people to understand that this is where we need to be. Absolutely. You know, because there, there, even, again, 10, 20 years ago, there was the vision that technology, and I, and I still believe this, technology STEM could help level the playing field. It was about you having the, the right skill set, and especially when, mm-hmm. like I said, you have open positions and, and companies just need the, the skills. Um, so the, and, and that's one of the, the things. And so I think we're right. I think 2017, I'm, I'm in one way, yes, we're starting out, and there's a lot of kind of frustration and, and, you know, it's something that is very unsettling. But at the same time, I've always been the type that, you know, we come from cultures that we're not victims, we're survivors. So we exactly. are the ones that can make something out of nothing, no matter how bad it gets. You know, um, and so that's what we've got to shake off 
because I think we're a little bit in a stupor <laughs> because of what happened. Like you said, the polls uh, have let us down one way, and so we've got to shake it off and then really kind of say, okay, how are we going to pull ourselves up? Because we pull ourselves up from a lot of we, other we things. Gotta, we got to we sure. gotta get up. You're, you're 100% right. We have to get up from where we're at, <laughs> dust ourselves off, and get ready for the next fight because this can't stop. Yeah. We can't. We just can't stop right now. We have to get up and get, you know, we have to because it's going to affect us all. If it's up to to um, to our friends in D.C., we are, um, we're like, you know, on the menu, we're like dessert. Mm. You know, by the time we get to the plate, everybody's full and they say, oh, I can't take no more. <laughs> right. So what happens to us? Nobody else. We'll take it home in a little box and we'll put it in the refrigerator. And guess what happens? We never eat it. Right. It's forgotten. Exactly. Yep. And, that, exactly. and that's where we're at. So we need to we need to take action ourselves. We cannot wait for anybody. None of these politicians are going to do anything for us. They're having all these town meetings and they're telling them. Hey, you got to resist, but nobody, everybody's telling you to resist. Nobody's saying how, you know, how do we right. resist? What do we have to do? Because we sure can't, you know, demonstrate, okay, we're doing all these marches. What are the marches going to do? Yeah. Other than yeah. show that, you know, we're upset. But if we're upset, what are we doing to fix it? What can we do? Right. How do we battle this evil that we're having in 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 uh, how do we stop this? You know, but the only way you're going to stop it is with money, because you're going to have to back somebody who's going to run for that position. You know, whether it's twenty five dollars or a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, you're going to have to back someone. You're going to get involved. You need to take training in how to run, how to be a politician. You know, a lot of us say, oh, a lot of Turks say, oh, I don't want to be a politician. Well, Senator Warner, one of the best techs in the country at one point, now is a, is a state, is a senator out of uh, Virginia. So, you know, and, and Warner was doing things back there with, with when uh, um, the people from AOL was working. Warner was part of that team. So you got to right. say, okay, so what do we do? How do we do it? Well, we got to get trained. There's a website right now called Dem- Democracy Now that's going to start doing trainings on online training on how to become a state representative, community board activist, be part of the school boards. Because guess what? The boss doesn't have our best interests in mind. The, the, those people only want to take the money away from the poor people that have it. The little bit that we have, they want to take. So we need to make sure that we're in those school boards, that we're in those community boards, that we run for commissioners, that we run for governor, mayor, whatever, you know, public service commission, okay, making all sorts of, of, of uh, uh, you know, doing such harm to our country. And they and they are always saying they're going to make America great again. But you know, if you look at uh, at our public service commissioners here in Atlanta, 
you'll see none that look like me or talk like me. Mhm. Mhm. Right. So we we need to. And, and you know, I I, I often say when I hear from the inside when I. Right. Exactly. Because when I hear people say "make it great again," I'm thinking "make it great again for who." It's never been great for everyone. Let's make it great for everyone. So it's exactly. not about going back. Exactly. It's like a new day where it's great for everyone and not just for a few or singling out or pitting us against each other. And that's what happens when, when you just have scraps. We, we start fighting each other over the scraps. And we've got to recognize that, not to be played like that again because history will show That's the way we, we get played. That's the way we get played. Yeah. You're 100% right on that. So, you know, so it, you know, it's up I, to us to change this game, okay? We want to change this game, then we have to get in, in the mix. We have to get our hands dirty. We need to go knock on some doors. We need to start, you know, not only using our social media that we have to be able to engage and, and resist through social media. Guess what? Someone's looking. You know, there's a whole new group of people that are right now starting to form um, uh, that, that's a resistance against what's going on in Washington right now. And it's becoming a, it's a grass, grassroots effort. This is not something that was planned. It's just happening, and it's happening on an everyday basis. And we need to get involved with that. We absolutely, need to make sure absolutely. that we're involved. We need to be in it. The only way we're going to win is if we're in. And if that's not, you know, it's through politics. So we have to change the game. We have to have more that's representatives. Right. It's a shame. It's a shame that, uh, that, that Atlanta, which is so, you know, diverse, who knows how many uh, state representatives we have. And we have one, two Hispanics. Mm. Two Hispanic state reps. Really? What kind of measures are they going to take for us? What can they do? How can they fight an, uh, uh, a tidal wave that's coming at you? Right. Exactly. You exactly. So the only way that we can fight back is by that next generation standing up and saying, I'm not going to take this no more, and I'm going to go through it, and I'm going to you know, take care of this because it's easy to say, oh, well, it happened because, you know, the polls let us down or, no, 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 what let us down was the people. Yeah. We let ourselves down. So we need to exactly. make sure that we let our, bring ourselves up again. And that's off the topic of, of technology, folks, okay? I mean, we're not, we're not talking about that, but we are talking about empowering ourselves, whether it's through technology or through politics or whatever, but we need to stand up and say, hey, because if we don't stand up for anything, we're going to fall for everything. And we may have come in different boats, but we're in the same boat now. That's true. That is so true. And, and, and you know, a lot of it does, I think that this is a conversation, um, you know, whatever your <laughs> platform is, it, it eventually circles back around to, what what we just said is you've got we've got to shake ourselves off we've got to empower ourselves you know technology is empowering us in ways i mean imagine what they accomplished even with the civil rights here in the united states 
without the internet and without Twitter and without. So now imagine what we have in our hands. And, and, you know, I can see if they put out a tweet about Beyonce, I see how the numbers, you know, go up about what she wore, what she's saying, how she's saying it. I didn't even watch the show. And I know everything, every missed note that she had, you know, I know all of that. But then we need to use this tool for something else. You know, it's not just about, complaining about what happened is like you said, we got to get geared up for the next fight that, that, you know, we see what can happen when we get complacent, you stay complacent in the next four years and there'll be no one else to put on the ticket in four more years. So, you know, now's when we have to, now's when we have to get ready. Now's when we have to educate ourselves. Now is when we have to, because we need to get it done now, because if not, we're not going to do it in four years. Right. So if we don't get it done now, where are we going to be? So Absolutely. it really does. It really does. It really is up to us. You know, our numbers are bigger. Our numbers are, you know, um, there. I mean, we don't have to. We don't have to lie. Our numbers are. We got fifty-three million on one side, and we have fifty-four million in the other. And those together, you know. We gotta get over these petty differences. You know, when I hear someone tell me, "Oh, I didn't go, Jose, because I'm not Latino," I said, "So what? You don't want to learn from other people? You want right. to learn from African Americans? You want to diversify your network? And if you don't diversify your network, you'll be stuck in the same place with the same people forever. You have to diversify exactly. your network. You need to exactly. come to a, a Hispanic event because guess what?" All of us speak English. We may not speak it the best, <laughs> but we speak English. Absolutely. All of us do. Even the ones that tell you they don't, they do. It's a defense mechanism. We can do that. <laughs> so we have to we have to be able to say, Hey, I'm gonna put away these you know, the problem one of the problems that I see in Atlanta is our problem of self segregation. Mm-hmm. We will put ourselves in places. We will not go here because oh, white guys over there. Black guys wouldn't go there because the Spanish guys are there. Forget that. Be like right. New York. New York City, everybody's together. We're all the same people. We're all on that same island, and that's it. We have to think that <laughs> same way here. Okay, we're in the same perimeter Let's get busy. Let's meet each other. Let's collaborate with each other because at the end of the day, I don't care what you look like on the other side of the screen. All I care is that you can get the job done. That's right. And if you can get the job done, we're going to be in a great great place because then everybody's going to eat. And at the end of the day, all of this is economics because – it's it's about economics. It's about how much we're making. It's about how how we're living, a cost of life. All of that is 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 all put into that place. We need we need to come together as a community. Black and brown has to come together. Hey man, we're the same. We just got yeah. a little accent. You know when <laughs> when when I when I sat down with someone a couple of weeks months ago to talk about you know what he goes. Well, Jose, you're Hispanic. You don't know the the struggle that African Americans went through. 
and I and I smiled at him. I said, "But wait, there was a million five, one point five million Hispanics taken from. I mean, excuse me, one point five million Africans taken from Africa to South America, Caribbean. Yeah. How many were the slaves that came to the United States? I don't know, Jose. Well, it was five hundred thousand." So if you don't think that we struggled as a nation, then you need to start to do some reading because that's the problem. They don't give us information so that we can read. Look how long it took for hidden curves to come up, hidden figures exactly. to come up. And that's the problem. The stories are being told by other people. No one, we're not telling the stories. We're not telling the stories. We don't know the stories, and then we don't want to know about the stories because hey, what does that really matter to me right now? But I'll tell you this, if you find out a little bit more about yourself, you'll see that we're still all coming from the same region in Africa. And Afro-Latinos are just as black as we are. Right. And they they feel that. And that's what we need to, you know, we have to get, you know, um, nationalistic about our blackness. Yeah. You know, we have to get to a point where where people are saying, oh, I'm black and I'm Latino and I'm this, and we're all the same people at the end of the day. You know, we all bleed the same color, but we need to come together as a people to fight the evils that come against us. You know? That's why you'll see me say, quote Jesse Jackson, you'll hear me quote Martin Luther King, because for me, those were the guys that were fighting on the front lines. And for all of this to happen... Like it's happening now, Martin Luther King has to be, you know, turning in his freaking grave. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is this why I sacrificed my life? I could have had a wonderful life. He would have been eighty something years old right now. He didn't need this. <laughs> We've let him down. We let him down. We let Obama down. We let all of us down. But we have to get ourselves up again and take charge. Because this is Custard's last stand. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There definitely has to be there definitely has to be a sense of urgency. And speaking of a sense of urgency, we have talked our sixty minutes, which only means we have to have you back so that we can continue <laughs> not just the dialogue, but talk about what's next and how and checking in with our audience to see what have you done. Don't go back to sleep. You know, I love the, the hashtag, stay woke. This is a rude awakening, and we need to take heed. Just, and I want to say, we uh, love having my, you on the show, and that's why, go go ahead. Let everybody know that, you know, that the website is up uh, to go to techlatino.org. Um, if they want training to ask for it, let us know. Where, Like I said, we have a program where we're going to be uh, giving training free of charge. You only got to be dedicated eight weeks, and in those eight weeks, we're going to teach you how to do .NET, and we're going to teach you how to do Java, an entry-level position where you can come in at 40K a year. Amazing. So, And after that, you know, after a year with us, then you guys are on your own, and you could get any job you want. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, like I said, 
it's about it's about training our community and it's like again I say it it doesn't matter if you're black white or Puerto Rican for us it is the matter of training that community our community the community of this Georgia to be able to excel and get some of these jobs that are coming anyway so they either either you're going to get it or someone else is going to get it so visit techlatino.org and drop me a note you know, hey, Jose, I heard you on the blog, and I want to attend the conference. I want to come to the trainings. The trainings start in March, and and the conference is in April. So, And the job fair is April 25th. So if you're looking for a job right now, anywhere, please come. come and, you know, we'll have Tech Expresso there, and they can interview you and, you know, talk to you about what you're doing in your life because I think it's something that – we need to hear that next generation, what they're talking about. Yes, absolutely. We would be thrilled to. And you know what? In our last minute, David was able to, to jump on. So, David, I'll open up your mic just if you want to say hi and bye to, to Jose on this last a few minutes of our segment. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jose, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, just in the few minutes that I was able to come on, uh, it really touched me, uh, the points that you made, and you are so true. This is Custer's last fan. I like the way you <laughs> phrase that. And, and I also like to say that um, the world doesn't change unless you force it to. And the events that have occurred the last quarter of 2016 is that force. And it's a negative force. And in spite of the, in spite of some of the negativity that has trickled down from it, it has caused us to stand up and us people of color to unite. And uh, and of course, when I say people of color, I'm I'm speaking about everyone. That's everyone. Um, everyone that has a heart to stand up and unite and galvanize uh, this approach and uh, the unity that's needed in this world. It's, I've seen such a coming together of cultures in, in the face of this challenge, I will call it. And, um, and, and, it's, and, and we just need to take advantage of this opportunity and keep moving forward. I'm at the website techlatino.org right now. It's a beautiful website still, and I, and I see that I had liked it years ago, and my like is still there along with Wayne and, uh, and, uh, and, and Perry from the D.C. chapter, and we all took a picture at the last national that was here. That's right. So that's, that was right. A, that's right. That, that's right. Yeah. That, that's going on that throwback Thursday. I'm going to throw that back. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows, you know. But if it wasn't for an organization and people like Wayne and Perry, you know, I don't know if I would have ever said, hey, look, I'm going to do this. Because they're the ones who said, hey, Jose, your people are just as in a bad situation as our people. We need to stand up together. And God bless God bless Wayne Hicks every day. God bless uh, all Earl and all of those guys who thought about it way before us. You know, we... We're just standing on shoulders of giants, and, and we need to continue to make sure that our communities don't fall behind. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're glad uh, to be partnered with you in this movement and to individuals and, like yourself and your organization, LISTA, L-I-S-T-A, everyone. Um, we will keep the message alive for everyone. 
Absolutely. And thanks a lot. Well, and and it, and again, it's our pleasure opening up our mic. We went a little bit of overtime, but it was well worth it. We definitely will have you back. We look forward to collaborating with you. So we'll be talking about that real soon. So everyone, just stay tuned. And um, we're here. And if you need more information about anything you heard about our guests tonight, just send us an email, and we'll get you connected with Jose and his organization. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jose, again, um, and just looking forward to some future collaborations. Yes. Thank, thank you, and have a good night. <laughs> no problem.